You're listening to the Gov Future podcast, highlighting discussions and insights around innovative technology impacting the public sector. Hear from experts working with and inside the government on ways that technology is shaping the future of the public sector. On this episode, we talk to Amandeep Singh, who is solutions architect at Amazon Web Services. We discuss how public sector agencies address concerns regarding data security and compliance, ways these agencies can foster a culture of data-driven innovation and collaboration to accelerate IT modernization initiatives, and some of the challenges and unique benefits public sector agencies face around data and adopting emerging technologies. Stay tuned. And welcome to the Gov Future podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ron Schmelzer. And thank you again for joining us here at the Gov Future podcast. And if you're hearing some of the music in the background, that's because we are podcasting live from the Data Cloud uh, World Tour event that Snowflake is putting on here and interviewing some really great, innovative thought leaders across the public sector and those who are assisting the public sector and bringing their innovative and important missions uh, to life. And if you're listening to Gov Future podcast for the first time, you should know that we interview lots of folks, usually folks in the government, who are tasked with all sorts of challenges and actually trying to make government solutions happen. And we try to get them to explain to us some of the challenges they have uh, and some of the problems we're trying to solve. So uh, definitely stay registered, stay connected to our podcast. Uh, and you can hear more about how innovative technology is impacting the public sector and ways that technology is shaping the future of the public sector for our Gov Future members and beyond. So as Ron mentioned, we like to interview many people from the entire government ecosystem because there's so much that you can learn when you collaborate and talk to others. So for today's podcast, we're so excited to have with us Amandeep Singh, who is Solutions Architect at Amazon Web Services. Welcome and thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Ronald, for inviting me here. And it's an absolute privilege you know, to be here talking with you guys and helping out the audience know more about data strategy in public sector and, you know, how public sector is resolving challenges around data. So just to start with, I wanted to give a brief background of myself. So I've been uh, with AWS a little over four years, uh, joined back in 2019. So I joined in a support team supporting networking services. Then I moved on to an SA role back in 2022, January. But prior to joining AWS, I I have um, seven years of experience in computer networks. So I started my career back in 2013 as a wireless support engineer at Cisco Tag, which was kind of an outsourced process uh, to a third company, Addison Group. So I started there, um, started working, you know, across wireless technologies, routing, switching, working on those, you know, physical devices, uh, man working in the data centers. Uh, managing their head office and also branch offices, making sure the wireless connectivity and routing switching is happening. So in a brief, most of my experience lies around computer networks. And now I've started to expand that experience beyond networks and go into data and analytics. Well, that's fantastic. And that's a great background. Uh, the connection, the overlap between networks and data, pretty big. We're in a distributed data economy now. We got the cloud. That's what that's all about. And of course, we have all these interesting opportunities and of course, some challenges as well. So, you know, one of the things we've definitely heard, you know, is sort of the, it's like a little bit of a tension between trying to make data available 
for all these processes, these tasks, these analytics, artificial intelligence, all these sorts of things. But of course, on the other hand, we also have the desire to protect that data, data security, data privacy. So there's a little tension between that sort of stuff. So maybe from your experience, what you're seeing, you know, how do you see public sector agencies that maybe want to leverage sort of expanding growth of data while at the same time addressing some of these concerns around data security and compliance and governance and all those sorts of things? So um, to start with, like in order to better understand, right, how public sector agencies are tackling these issues, it's important to take a step back and understand why data matters, right? And the underlying reasons to protect it, right? So data is arguably the most important asset that organization has. So if I say data is the new currency, right? And if I if I would also like to quote CEO of Snowflake, Frank Slootman, who said data is the heart of the digi- digital enterprise, right? And, and with that, it's actually true because, and, and at the same time, regardless of the industry, you know, safeguarding, protecting, and securing that data is one of the main responsibilities that will foster customer confidence, um, you know, com- companies' proprietary uh, personal information and national secrets, right? So if, if I, you know, talk about data organizations, so what data organizations are, you know, what they are doing is, so in a sense, to secure data, they're adopting a set of controls, um, you know, which which will ha- help them identify the sensitivity and importance of that data, along with what are the regulatory requirements of that data, right? Now, as quantity of data that agencies are managing, right, that continues to grow, right, and the data sources and look at the diverse data sets, they are increasing exponentially. Right. So to keep up with that change in data, it's it's kind of getting difficult for agencies. Number one challenge is the data systems that agencies are running themselves is pretty much fragmented and siloed. Right. So what what government around government agencies around the world, what they are doing is they are trying to balance agility, uh, security, compliance and reliability. And at the same time, they're also trying to modernize their infrastructure, right? To to get better value out of their data. Now, with AWS, they, you know, the benefit that they get in resolving these is secured, you know, shared responsibility, shared responsibility model of security. So what does that mean, right? Shared responsibility model with with that in in picture, all... um, the operational burden of managing hardware, software, uh, and any operational burden is taken care by AWS, right? Managing the services in terms of, you know, managing the underlying hardware, making sure the security patches are up to date, making sure, um, you know, the software patches are up to date. So that's something is all handled by AWS, which actually helps them relieve a lot of burden, right? In their operational efficiency, which they have not been able to get before. Right. So using the security, you know, shared security uh, model has really helped those companies to reduce off that burden and make their data more secure and more available to to their customers. You know, you talk a lot about data, right? I mean, data really is so foundational, I think, to everything that people do, because without data, you can't do much, but you need to be able to have insights from that data. Right. And you want to be able to make data driven decisions and data driven innovation. So how can public sector agencies foster a culture of data-driven innovation and collaboration 
to accelerate their IT modernization efforts? Um, that's a great question, Kathleen. So I just want to start by first explaining to the audience uh, what IT modernization means, right? Before we go into data-driven culture, right? So IT modernization essentially involves transforming of legacy systems, processes, workloads, and infrastructure as you migrate to cloud. So you heard that right, right? As you migrate to cloud. So that means the first to IT modernization is migrating to cloud. Now, because the cloud providers are able to provide elastic compute, storage, and networking infrastructure, um, you know, with, with a global footprint, the IT teams can spend less time focusing on stakeholder needs and more time pursuing differentiating work, right? That helps the, that helps improve the outcomes of their constituencies and institutions, right? So with, so what cloud does from a cost perspective as well, it helps you convert the IT investment from fixed into variable, right? So you can improve your cost efficiency model paper using, you know, paper use models as well. Now with the cloud, so I've, I've talked about, you know, scalability. I've talked about, you know, the global footprint. The other important aspects that cloud provides is a strong security foundation, not just to protect your assets, but also to protect your reputation, right? That's very important because what cloud provides you is the peace for future, right? So that's, that's really important to have. Now, when we talk about, you know, having data-driven um, culture, so opportunities to transform the business with the data, they that exists throughout the value chain, right? But what companies must have is a complete picture of their business and customers, right? So to have that big picture, it necessitates that they should break, break down silos, right? and make their data accessible and shareable across organizations. Now, once you break that silos and you make that accessible, you need to make it accessible in a secure and a governed way to ML tools or, you know, visualizations or analytics tools, which can then, you know, which, which will use that data from the data, from, you know, the data repositories or the unified data repository to build an end product, which can be easily consumed by um, you know, the end user. So what do I mean by that easily consumed, right? Imagine um, having a data set which can help people do their job without being an analyst. And the second most important thing it can, you know, overcome is, can I trust that data, right? And the answer would be yes. So I think these are the two most important things if, if you know, companies can adhere to, they will, it will help, you know, drive cultural innovation. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really key because um, one of the challenges is the thing about the cloud, and I think a lot of people may um, maybe misunderstand, well, not misunderstand, but the thing about the cloud is not as much about the technology aspect, which, yes, is, you know, uh, computing resources available flexibly on the internet, et cetera, et cetera, but it's the economic model. I think that's the biggest thing that the government finally understood we're like well we don't have to be in the business of running data centers which even though technically you know maybe maybe there's a lot of comparisons like well what i can do on premise what i'm not but of course there's a lot of resistance there because there's a certain amount of desire for ownership control in some cases they may 
there's restrictions on what can reside on somebody else's network infrastructure. But now things are, you know, obviously have changed. I think people understand the economic model that's behind the cloud, not just the technology model. So this sort of comes up to the actually the next question here, which is around some of those challenges, because public sector agencies face maybe some different challenges that enterprises have, especially when I talk about maybe the freedom to, you know, move resources off the network and things like that, but also around data, what they can do with data, how much they can share, combine, uh, and then also around adopting some of these emerging technologies like, uh, you know, AI and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So so one of the expect aspect I, I touched base upon was, you know, data systems in public sector, specifically in government, which are, you know, mostly operated on-prem. So, so these data systems are often, you know, siloed and complex, right? And with diverse data sets. So now the that's that's one of the one of the main reasons uh, you know getting value out of data the other important reason is the inability to use data effectively and unlock insights and decision making and unlock and you know also uh, kind of sustained innovation processes so legacy data architecture was designed so that it is not easily um, you know it so that data is not easily accessible and shareable and so what what organizations have been using previously is kind of extraction, transform, and load processes to move data from source database repositories, or you could say source application databases, which are also known as system of records, to system of information such as data marts, uh, data warehouses, and so on, right? So, so the reason of unification is where they can bring this data together. Right, collect that data, organize that, process it, and to make it consumable. Now, getting data from that siloed systems into unification using ETL processes is is time consuming and complex as well. So, to, to unify, what I was talking about was to unify data from different you know data data sets or databases which are siloed. ETL process is being used to unify that data, right? So to keep in mind that these processes are time consuming and by the time the data arrives in the system of information is already out of date, right? So, and, and iteratively changing these processes to adapt to business needs is slow and, and really complex, right? So what, uh, so what, uh, in addition, in addition to these challenges, you know, few other challenges that legacy databases that they bring in is one of them is, you know, they are proprietary. They are expensive. They create a lock-in, right? And then they offer punitive licensing terms. So in a way, you can imagine that customers are still managing operational efficiency issues within public sectors, such as software and hardware installation, you know, updating patches and, uh, you know, applying security patches. So this is something customers, again, facing issues. So. But in addition to challenges, there's a lot of benefits and some unique benefits that public sector agencies have over private sector. So can you share with us some of those unique benefits that they have, especially when it comes to data? Absolutely. So let's let's talk about the government first, right? So think of government as a policymaker, a user, a provider, right? And so it's it's kind of, you know, one of the largest producers and consumers of, of the data itself, right? So what the unique benefits that data has, that government has on data is to 
create more open data platforms where the information can be made liquid right so there are a lot of advantages but the two main advantages that i foresee is one of them is for example i give you so if you look at you know the after effects of covid 19 as well as if you look at the increase in inflation rates over last decades right it's been the highest right so citizens are dependent on federal assistance programs you know to help them in situation of need now without agencies you know sharing that data in order to enroll for benefits in those programs right the process of eligibility is cumbersome and you know it's it's repetitive right so what's happening because of this and because of the laws or the agreements that agencies have which is barring from sharing that data that's causing those you know uh those programs those assisting programs unable to reach who actually need it right because if if you look at the statistic snap program itself which is supplemental nutritional program that itself has billions of dollars of unclaimed unclaimed benefits so so this is one thing the other benefit that i see is you know sharing that data with 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 the citizens to kind of um you know unleashing economic growth right for example let's say if if we can if you know if if we could share uh let's say very basic like if if we we i use airports a lot i travel a lot right what if i never had the information or arrival time of you know the flights it would be a chaos to manage those airports right i'm i'm talking about very basic things for which data made available to people can do wonders and can really improve their lives and for the betterment of the society and also keep them you know safe as well so yeah yeah that's wonderful so this has been such an incredible podcast we always love to have these discussions i'd like to, i'd like to wrap up with the final question that we ask all of our panelists and all of our guests because you're able to bring such a unique perspective to this question what do you see or hope to see as the future of technology and innovation in the government so um as um i mentioned like you know government being the orchestrator of services and also at the same time largest producer and consumer with the, without insights um you know into data of their constituents right and what their citizens and learners are expecting you know uh and and also like without making that data widely accessible for reusable for applications such as analytics and machine learning the goals of accomplishing um, you know digital transformation will remain unfulfilled so in my opinion i think there are two strategies that government can take number one being um, you know taking a more domain driven design towards data and the second one would be having a data as a product mindset as this will have um, you know the potential to enhance the government transparency and accountability and increase data accessibility for citizens that will allow them to understand how resources are being used and whether those programs are effective now i just want to say that to to you know one of the quotes from one of the aws spokesperson her name is amanda price so she is an aerospace aerospace and satellite uh, you know strategist planner so i just i remember her quote and it actually aligns with what is going on so she says the future of information is integrated collaborative and decision ready 
and this is true because in the era of data we are in a in a rat race and the winner will be the one whose ability to connect with the with whose whose ability to connect with the data is the best right so so to end with i just want to say that data is is the fuel that fuels the economy growth and also and and shows that you know right information is passed on to citizens so that they can make better information better informed decisions in their lives to have a better safe security safe uh, future well that's fantastic and anyway i like the idea you brought in data as a product that's one of those sort of kind of newer modes of thinking you know we always think of data as an asset or data as a technology or data as a thing but it really is a product because you got to use data for something it doesn't really sit by itself right absolutely yeah so i think i think it's sort of a like a newer way of thinking i'm a more architect way of thinking which i, I like so anyway, thank you amandeep this has been great and there's been a lot of noise in the background but i think amandeep came on through and really strong we all heard what he had to say so thank you so much for being on the uh, gut future podcast thank you for having me here it was a pleasure yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And listeners, we'll make sure, um, you know, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, make sure to subscribe so that you get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. We have many wonderful interviews lined up. Also, make sure to rate us on your favorite podcast platform. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. So definitely do make sure to rate us there. And if you're interested in becoming a GovFuture member to take advantage of all the community has to offer, go to govfuture.com slash join. And we'll link to that in the show notes as well. We also have additional resources just for you, tailored for our GovFuture listeners. So make sure to go to govfuture.com slash resources. To view this episode's show notes, find additional episodes, subscribe to this podcast, and join the fastest growing community of government innovators, go to govfuture.com slash podcast. This sound recording and its contents are copyright GovFuture, all rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening to the GovFuture podcast and catch you at the next episode.